Today at 10 a.m., it all comes together. Or, you know, it had better start coming together. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams I cover. I hope you'll take the time to check those out as well. There are three sets of three-day off-season training activities, or OTAs, as they're known in football. And the first of those, the first session, begins at 10 a.m. I'll be over there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Hope you'll check out my written content, as always, over there on the site. And yeah, there are going to be some football things that you're paying attention to. This is not like rookie mini camp. It's also not super heavy, but you'll be able to see, for example, who's lining up with the ones, who looks like they're in better shape than the year before, who's, remember last year, uh, coming in with gigantic tree trunk-like legs the way Najee Harris did before his second NFL season. That's the kind of stuff that you're watching for. But the players themselves and the coaches and the head coach will all tell you that this is about something that's a lot less tangible, and that is having the players get to know each other, having them get to trust each other, Having them develop relationships that are open and honest enough that they can push each other. I'll remind you that after the rookie minicamp ended a couple of weeks ago, Broderick Jones told me he was going to be hanging around. He just wanted to run into players. He wanted to attach names to faces, make himself known, make himself heard, make himself more comfortable around the people you know, that he's going to be playing with for a long time, possibly. Struck me as a very, very good idea. The dynamics to this sort of stuff, they're endless. I could mention Jones, but I'd also have to say that he'll be there going through the same drills and the same everything as Dan Moore, the player he's been brought in to replace. How about Isaac Selmalu coming in? taking Kevin Dotson's job, which he absolutely will do. How about how Moore and Dotson react following a season in which both of them thought that they'd made some significant progress, thought they'd be heading into their third year as starters, and instead, just like that, it's all gone. How do they respond? How do they interact with the people who've come to take their jobs? How about on the other side of the ball? How about the cornerbacks? How about all these children playing corner and now getting an opportunity to learn from a guy who just might be headed to Canton and Patrick Peterson? Do they act like or even think like they've got all the answers already or are they appropriately humble? What if Peterson sees both of these guys and sees, wow, they're fantastic. I've got no chance of playing. How does he respond? These things are everywhere. Uh, Almost everywhere. Everywhere except inside linebacker, though I still expect Omar Khan is going to do something about that. But everywhere else, 
you've got this sense of competition. My goodness, even at quarterback. Yeah, I know Kenny Pickett's the starter, but I also know he's got two other guys with NFL experience sharing the room with him. There's nothing that's sitting there that's being passed out like Halloween candy. And yet, even though Tomlin specifically pushes this, and he really does. He loves to see competition. He loves to see teammates going at it up to and including, yeah, you know what, some of those skirmishes that will occur out at St. Vincent. But he also values, and I mean a ton, the player's ability to bury all that when it comes to getting along, when it comes to putting the team first. This is not going to happen overnight. This is going to be a summer-long process. Things that I might describe for you that I'll see over there this week, uh, certain players who are hanging around certain other guys, certain players saying, hey, so-and-so really helped me today, or an older guy saying, hey, that young guy over there really impressed me with his demeanor. Those stories might change. They might morph over the course of the next three, four months. You might see a young player who kind of acts it up a little bit until he has a Cam Hayward Give him a moment right there in front of everybody, and all of a sudden, the kid just stays quiet for the next six weeks. All of that, all of that, my friends, starts right here, right now, today. And if you don't think it's important, that's your right. Everybody's different as to what interests them related to their favorite sports team. But I can assure you up, down, and sideways that the people inside the game at the NFL level make this the utmost priority. And in the cases where it does work out well, those teams are the ones that you'll see when the real games start will be the ones that fight, that will be the ones that come back, will be the ones that compete well inside a tough division like the AFC North. It's a big, 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 big part of who the Pittsburgh Steelers are, who they've always been, and, depending on how this season goes, who they intend to be. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Joey Yoho and... He asks, DK, I generally agree with your sentiment that Matt Canada did not know how to use George Pickens. But what if the Steelers were just sending Pickens on go routes to run off defenders because they could see that he was having trouble creating separation or having trouble running effective routes or even more likely having trouble reading defenders on option routes? Joey's responding to the main subject from yesterday's episode, which was that everything needs to get exposed about George, and I mean this summer. And in fairness, Joe, I actually did at least touch on this, meaning with like the front tip of the pinky finger, but I didn't elaborate. And your point is excellent, and I'm glad that you brought it up, because as I referenced yesterday, 
by saying something to the effect of if the whispers inside the Steelers headquarters are accurate, that George struggles with this or that or whatever. This is when you find out. This is when you find out. This is one of the few useful things from a football standpoint that can be shown even even at an OTAs or a mini camp, even before you get to Latrobe. You don't just want George to advance in all of the categories that you mentioned. You need him to advance. But maybe, maybe what you're saying is true. It hasn't been proven. Certainly hasn't been proven. But you need to find out. And the only way to find out is to challenge him. Challenge him with multiple routes. Challenge him by throwing him the football in tight quarters. Challenge him in the classroom, on videos. Where should you have gone here? Where should you have done here? But I got to be honest with you here, okay? And this isn't just to do my usual piling on to Matt Canada. I see that as just low-hanging fruit that I could grab anytime I wanted to to make a certain point. I don't see anything intelligent or rational about reducing a player of Pickens' immense talent to an elaborate decoy just because he might not have satisfied your immediate requirements on this route or that route. You absolutely must find a way to get him the football or try to get him the football. Have others run decoy routes, throw to him underneath, throw it on a quick slant, do whatever you got to do. Put the ball in his hands and then watch him go. And if this offensive coordinator hadn't already exposed himself as having lacked imagination in virtually every other offensive capacity, I'd be more inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt. As it is, I'm giving that benefit of the doubt to Pickens. I'm not seeing the settings in which Pickens isn't coming up with the 50-50 ball. Are you? This is not Chase Claypool. This isn't somebody who's alligator arming it or crumbling whenever the ball's coming down or whatever that stuff was that Claypool was doing. I don't see that with George. I see that if you have George in single coverage, you're going to get beaten. If you have George in good coverage, you're going to get beaten. If you've got George in a 60-40 spot, he's going to win the ball. So whatever the degree is to which George is or isn't getting open, I'm not worried about that. I believe he'll end up with the ball. I know he'll fight for the ball. It's incumbent, beyond incumbent, on his coordinator to fight for him. I appreciate the question. A very, very good one. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. I will appreciate that much more being at OTAs this morning. Let's talk again tomorrow.